0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 166 of The Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. What's up, Sarah? Hey, Megan. So I, before we get into the topic, I just want to know, like, if you're listening to this and are a longtime listener, did you notice anything different? I'm sure that you did, because we get so, even if you don't listen to our intro
1: normally, well, you tune out. Well, that's what I think out.
0: is, people just kind of tune it out or go on autopilot. But I was just thinking this today, like, you ever driven through town and like a building went up really fast? Yeah or they changed out the streetlights or something. And you know, something is wrong, but you can't figure out what it is. I wonder if anyone's having that feeling right now. So yes, we did change our intro finally after like, what, two years?
1: Well, so we've been doing the show three and a half and it's the second time we've changed it. And I want to say it's about halfway, you know, like it was like just under two years the first time. So another just under two years, year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and we're going to talk cheesy. about lasts today. And one of the reasons we had to change it is we said we're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. And I don't have a preschooler anymore cuz in about you 3 don't. weeks my last baby's going to be in kindergarten. And that is like not that's not all of what today's about, but the, a lot of what we're going to talk about is that kind of lastness. So it's kind yeah. of it's kind of perfect. But we do have a new intro. We recorded it together, which is always fun. Yes. Um, in
0: your parents' guest room in yeah. Santa Barbara. That was amazing. We had an, a mountain view as we were recording, which I think made us very... It did. It was know, inspired. Very inspired. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> so welcome to the new intro. If this is your first time listening, you have no idea what the old one sounded like, but...
0: Um, you can go back and listen to old episodes. And yeah. And the old, yeah. old
1: one too. So. Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned, we are talking about milestones we notice and a bunch that we kind of don't notice because they sneak up on us. But we're not talking about the firsts. we We're really talking about the lasts. And we put a call out on social media just in the last couple of days and got amazing input. We always do. But this was particularly, I don't know, poignant, I thought.
0: Yes, we got so many great responses. And this was one where, as we- I was outlining, I couldn't stop thinking yeah. up Like ones that I hadn't even thought about. And I'd say, oh, my gosh, how long has it been since my kid did this or since my kid did that? And it was like kind of sad in a way that because there was stuff I didn't know that had been over for a while.
1: Exactly. It takes that looking back to realize, oh, that that is no longer. But I don't think this is going to be a super like weepy sad episode either. So many of the lasts come with really exciting firsts or like new phases so this isn't just going to be a sob it's not gonna be
0: a bummer yeah um
1: but i love that there's something in here for new moms and then really seasoned moms because we had moms comment and said like i just sent my last baby off to high school or we're packing for college so it's just it never ends so yeah i love it um first up we're going to talk about our first sponsor today and that is hydrolite so i don't know about you megan it is super hot here in southern california
0: Last week, it was super hot here and our air conditioning went out. So I feel you. Yes. Everyone was miserable.
1: Miserable. And keeping kids hydrated, I find, is difficult. I have uh, one kid who drinks a ton of water and the other two who really don't. And then if you add in like a stomach bug or, you know, a sports situation, travel, anything where you're likely to get dehydrated, that could be a challenge. So Hydrolyte is a great tasting clinical hydration product. And it's got the right balance of sodium, glucose and water to replace fluids and electrodes electrolytes. But unlike sports drinks, it does not have a whole bunch of sugar. In fact, it has 75% less sugar than the popular sports drinks, but four times the electrolytes. So all the good stuff is, and none of the bad. Um, It's appropriate for all ages. So if you have little ones who are dehydrated due to being sick or whatever, um, there's a whole bunch of formats that it comes in. It comes in a really yummy drink, orange berry or lemonade, but also in easy to dissolve tablets, um, which is kind of clever. So if you want to save 30% on their Amazon products specifically, you head to hydrolite.com slash podcasts and use the promo code hydrakid. When you go to that website, hydrolite.com slash podcasts, that will actually take you to their Amazon store. You're not in the wrong place. And you'll have a chance to enter that promo code hydrakid when you check out to save 30%. So again, hydrolite.com slash podcasts.
0: And that's hydrolite with two Ys. H-Y-D-R-I-A-L-Y-T-E.
1: Yes, both whys. Anywhere there could be a yeah. Y,
0: <laughs> anywhere, there, anywhere you think there might be an I, it's actually a Y. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Love it. Um, okay, so Megan, I wanted to start just with let's go big picture like we do, and I just yes. was going to ask you: Do you, as a mom, do you feel like you are someone who kind of notices lasts the last time something happens? And we're going to talk about how some are some are unnoticeable so we can talk about that but maybe the ones that are a little bit more out there in your face somebody's last day of school or the you know the last time whatever do you feel like you kind of notice those and mentally mark them or do they kind of is it more of a retrospective
0: Mm. I am one of those people who like I'll think about it a lot ahead of time yes and then it happens. And I like, somehow everything is so chaotic. I just don't like notice it happening. And I I feel like that's even happened with my kids leaving one grade and moving it like out of their school and moving into a different school. It's like, there's all this pomp and circumstance around it, building up to it. And I'll think about it. Oh my gosh, this is Owen's last year of, you know, when, or when it was his last year of elementary school, for example. Right. But then that last day came and went and I didn't really notice until like two weeks later. And then it hits me. So I would say I'm more someone who it hits afterward whether that's a day after or a year depends on what the um, milestone is and there's been so many that I totally didn't notice until many many months had gone by and that's yeah that's been a lot actually Um, (laughs) I know what about you
1: yeah I I really noticed them in anticipation and that should surprise no one cuz I do yeah. think ahead a lot and I'm kind of a planner and I almost feel like it's kind of like a rehearsing for the sad almost um but like you I think it's really easy to get caught up especially when we're talking about these like real big ones like the end of school year and these sort of passing uh, transitions, um, they are really chaotic and you, sometimes you don't have the time or the space to sort of feel the feels. Um, yeah. but I, I am someone, I am, my memories are all very chronologically rooted. I don't have a great memory for like experiences or feelings. I have a really good memory for timelines and chronology. So if you ask me when something happened, or if we are talking about a memory, if I remember it, I will be able to tell you what year it was and what else was happening that year, which means I am pretty acutely aware of um, the passage of time and sort of anniversaries of things. So I'm often thinking this time last year we were doing this. And so I think lasts are all wrapped up in that, but it tends to happen more in anticipation than in the moment for me. Yeah, I don't know Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Interesting. And I, I think I am, I tend to notice things more after Uh and it's much more emotional. It's much more tied to a feeling. So yeah. yeah. And sometimes I can't even really remember like anything about like where I was or what was happening or who was president or any of those things when X, Y, and Z happened. But I can remember snippets like the, the emotionally charged things around it. So yeah. yeah.
1: Do you, um, are you someone who has kind of melancholy or bittersweet or sad or nostalgic feelings about kids growing up? Or is it more, um, is it more mixed, I guess? Like, have you had the, had the sadness that comes with some of these lasts?
0: I would not say sadness. I've had moments of, I've definitely had bittersweet moments where I get choked up and, but it's not really i wouldn't describe it really as sad it's just emotional like it's just you know what i mean it's like fraught with lots of things and there's like a little twinge of sadness and excitement that's all wrapped up in yeah. that and like relief often yeah. and so i i wasn't someone who cried when my kids went to kindergarten yeah i've never been someone who've noted who's noticed like a milestone and gotten really sad about it but there have been like sometimes it'll hit me out of the blue and it's just some weird stupid thing. Yeah. That kind of just gives me a moment of like, oh,
1: well, you know? I I'm the same way. And I, I I really don't get sad. Usually sometimes I feel the significance, the kind of emotional yeah. weight of something or like, yeah, just the just the significance of it. But it is very rarely a sad feeling. And um, I, I actually it used to really bother me and occasionally still does bother me when people assume I am sad about my kids getting older. You know, I have yeah. a I have a tween who looks older than she is, and I've been getting a lot of like the teen years are coming, or like yeah, this yep. kind of like assumption that it's all doom and gloom. And I know people aren't really thinking when they're saying, you know. And then of course right. when you have you and I are both done having kids. So when you have your last baby, there's some, there's some wistfulness about that. But mm-hmm. it, it used to really bug me when people assumed I was sad about kids growing up and getting older, because I think there's so many good things about it. Obviously, there are.
0: I love having bigger kids. And I will also say I when I have been sad and there have been moments that I've felt sad or or wistful is a great word about kids getting older, it's almost always about me yes. more than about them. I was going to say the almost same thing. always like I have never regretted seeing my kids move from one phase into another. Right. I always think it's exciting and a good thing, but sometimes I've been a little sad about me having to leave behind a stage of my life that I won't ever get back. You know, so there, there is a little sadness yes. there. I mean, and we've both written about that, yes. but and I, it's I, not because I'm like, oh man, I'm so bummed that Clara's not to anymore (laughs) at all. I am not bummed about that.
1: (laughs) No. One of the ones I was going to mention later is leaving our preschool. And I did get a little caught up and it was absolutely more about me. There's no being a preschool mom is just it just comes with a lot of things. There's like the snacks and the parties and it's just it's very much its own thing. And it had everything to do with me and that phase of my life because I've had somebody in preschool for seven years straight. And it had yeah. nothing to do with being sad that my preschooler was becoming a kindergartner. So I, I, yeah. I just really relate to what you said. Absolutely. I
0: had I had a moment. Um, I don't know. It, it was a couple of years ago now, but I was at the park with Clara and I looked over and and I think it was like she had learned to pump. So yeah. I would not even have to, like, push her on the swings anymore. And I'm just sitting there and I look over and I see this mom with maybe a baby and a toddler and a preschooler, like three little ones. Yeah. And I thought, man, moms are all getting so young. <laughs> had this weird moment of like realizing that I'm not that young mom anymore yeah. like I used to be yeah and that was such my identity for so long yeah that was very disorienting yeah. I, sad isn't even the right word it was like wait who am I this and is, like, you, that was me
1: I always felt a little bit of like the badge of honor that came with having your hands full and your, yes. your hands were even more full than mine but at different phases yeah. we probably each had like the three yeah little ones yep. and I always kind of like as hard as it was there was like that kind of was pride, a little pride yes, yeah. of people looking at you like, wow, look at her. And yep. I'm like, no one looks at me that way anymore. No, nobody I, even pays any attention to I me. I rarely now. have Just... them all out right. in public. I mean, I do if we're going to do something, but like in the grocery store and in the Target. And if I do, they're well behaved and like walking in a straight line, acting like yeah. humans. So yeah,
0: Acting like, yeah, like growing <laughs> humans. So very different.
1: That's really funny. OK, so I guess the way we're going to go through these, we got so many great ones from our listeners and you and I have some, but we sort of categorize them. And I thought we could go kind of quickly, but these are all going to overlap. And we're just going to throw out some that have happened to us or that we've thought of um, and kind of just it'll flow from there. But um, so the first little category is the lasts that come with gaining independence, which go figure, like basically from the time they're born until forever, kids are constantly being less dependent on you. Um, And we had listeners say everything from the last time you swaddled a newborn. To like you know taking the car keys and driving away. So do do you have any that come to mind for you?
0: Oh yeah, I've got a couple, and I actually am moving things around in the outline right now because I'm realizing some some things I had as we had
1: there's a little different different categories.
0: Like yeah, so two that I have in my mind. um, The last time the kids asked to sleep in my bed. Now they haven't all stopped asking, and this is different for me because we did co sleep. Yeah. So your kids probably never bothered to ask because they didn't ever sleep in your bed, so it was never a thing. But mine, you know occasionally two of them sometimes still do. Um, Three of them have not in many years, Yeah, like many, many years. And um, I don't know when that stopped. I don't remember. You know, I have no idea when that was. I would assume that like Owen is old for it and he knows he's old for it. And he'll be like, oh, I just want to sleep by the cat. And then I'll say, well, you know, you can sleep maybe on the couch and the kitty can sleep with you out there if you want. And so it's like he's kind of straddling that edge and I know he doesn't actually want to sleep in bed with his mom but there's something comforting about it yeah Clara will still ask and I think now that I'm single and I've gotten used to having my own space I am very intolerant of having interesting elbows and feet and stuff on me at night this is my domain no and I'm kind of like absolutely not but I try to be kind about it I remember when my parents divorced when I was little and I remember being really into wanting to sleep in my mom's bed for like three years after the divorce so I try to be Kind about it, and if I can, if I know I don't have a night where I have to get up early the next day, sometimes I'll right. let her and I stick a pillow between us yeah. so that I don't end up beaten <laughs> up. Um, another one is last time I saw a kid in the bath. Yes, it has been a long time. I still help Clara with the shower, right? But like she's very modest; she does not want to be looked at. I have, I don't remember when the boys stopped letting me walk in and out, and it's right. not like they needed a lot of help, right? But like. I wanted to make sure they didn't drown and I would have the door open and yep. kind of wander in and out and it was no big deal and then one day the door was shut. Yes. Um and I don't remember when that was.
1: I think I talked about this on a recent episode but like privacy has come differently to my older two kids and they both yeah. prefer privacy now but it was very gradual with Allegra and Reed it was like overnight. And so and he's he's 8, he's a young 8 and he's a little tiny guy so it doesn't even feel like it it's not like it would be inappropriate or anything. I just right. he just Com- wants complete privacy and he used to I used to kind of help him take his clothes off in our upstairs hallway and help him change him to pajamas all the time and then like in an instant it was gone And I was like yeah oh, okay um so yeah that one is it could be sudden it can be gradual and you don't it's not a last that you think about right. um In terms of gaining independence, a lot of our listeners wrote about like the last time a kid asks to be picked up or the last time they want to hold your hand in the street. And again, those are lasts that we have no idea when the last time is going to be. It's not it's an unknowable thing. It's more that you realize like, oh, I haven't held my kid's hand crossing the street in a long time or whatever um the one thing i wanted to say about those is i i'm sure you would agree that kids go in and out of kind of not clinginess is the wrong word but like wanting that um independence and then wanting that dependence a little bit so you might have a kid who doesn't ask to be held and then maybe they're sick or maybe they're going through a hard phase and all of a sudden they want to snuggle again so maybe that's a little bit of like that one ebbs and flows. It does ebb and flow a little bit, I think. But
0: I will also say that one of the when you mentioned like, you know, being asked to be picked up. um, I was just thinking the other day about how I cannot physically pick up any yes. of my kids anymore. I, they are past that stage. And Clara at one point did ask for me to pick her up. And I can't remember where we were. I feel like we were like at a zoo or something. And she was tired and she really wanted me to hold her so that she could see over a fence. OK. And I, I couldn't yeah. pick her up. And I was like, when did that happen? Like, not only did she stop ask, I think she was, mm, I think she was more like, she really just wanted the convenience of being picked up. (laughs) I don't think she was sad that I couldn't hold her. I think she just was like tired and wanted a ride. And I think actually one of her big brothers put him on her back, her, her on his back. So it was fine. But like, I remember being like, whoa, when did this happen? Right.
1: Well, I think Allegra gets sad because she is yeah. very tall and big for her age. I mean, she's she's not that makes her sound like she's a giant, but she's on the right. the tall end. Um, and so I think it just happened sooner than Earlier. developmentally. Like she's still yeah. a kid. Um, Brian could like give her a piggyback, but she's uh, there's no way I could pick her up. And because she's the oldest and we can pick up the other two. And Reed is really little. So like there's a big difference. Like so she had to kind of she got booted out of the nest Yeah. Sooner in that particular area, which is, I don't know, it's kind of hard, but I do think that's when the ebbs and flows. Kids will come back and want, want that even if they sometimes
0: they can't have it and that's sad for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) Okay. so the next category is just it's all in the same vein. And that is like when we're actually kids are actually outgrowing things. So it's not so much about them leaving you and wanting their own independence. It's just that it's just milestones like the regular stuff. So um, lots of people brought up rocking babies to sleep or nursing them to sleep or nursing or bottle feeding in general. So I'll just throw out that I was. I was very aware of lasts with Violet because it was very, I just, she, I knew she was our last baby. So it was very, it was top of mind, especially in that first year and a half, two years, I wouldn't say it's not as top of mind anymore. I feel like I just have three kids, but at the time I was like, this is my last baby. And I nursed her longer than the others. I nursed her about 17 months, which for me was, you know, a few months longer than the others. Um, and I absolutely knew it was the end. We were Um, we were down to like once a day and I think it was the morning feed. So she'd wake up and nurse in the morning and she wasn't the type of toddler who was asking for it. Like she didn't, she had her lovey. She was so busy. She was busy and she had her lovey for comfort. So she wasn't the type who'd lift up my shirt during the day, like some babies do. So it was our morning routine. She'd wake up, I'd get her out of her crib and we'd nurse. And I just, I knew it was coming because she, I don't think she cared anymore. And I had very little milk. I tend to lose milk supply. Once I start to wean, I have a pretty decent supply, like while it's exclusive, but then, so I had very little milk and it just felt like, okay, I could keep going once a day forever, but I don't know that she cares. And I think we were yeah. traveling, but I, I remember even taking a couple like blurry selfies, like nursing selfies toward that last week or two. Cause I just, it was, I was very was aware coming. of the lastness. And I actually do remember the last time I nursed her, we were on vacation. So we were in a different location and I don't remember why I decided or why that was the last day, but I think we'd skipped a day or two. And I just thought, I think this is it. And it was, and it was so that was I have a very strong memory of that one
0: yeah you know what's funny about that I don't remember but I do remember the last time William nursed it was because he was the only one I ever nursed for any amount of time while pregnant um oh pregnant interesting Owen. and I let's see we were all like on a vacation and I was trying to cram into this tiny little bed like he and he and Jacob and Isaac were in like their little hotel bed and I was in mine he was like two and I was all uncomfortable yeah. and I finally just said, well, I can't. And he goes, he kind of sighed and went, okay. And that was it. We like literally never did again. Cause I was, it he gets sore and I was uncomfortable yeah. and I just yeah. was done. I was just like yeah. at that moment, I didn't intend to nurse for the pregnancy. I just hadn't gotten around to weaning him, Yeah, but he went, he really, he just kind of in his very William way, was just like, ah, all right. And oh. then that was it. Owen, this is kind of funny. He was, he is really the first kid. I regularly left while he was still nursing because I started going to conferences. And so I was leaving him overnight kind of a lot. And not a lot, like not every week, but it was, you know, pretty regularly. And I think around he was just under two. I want to say I was on my way to a conference. I was going to be gone for like four days and I knew I wouldn't have time to pump a whole lot. And I wasn't I didn't have a ton of milk anyway at that point. So I remember making this big deal about this is the last time. And I remember getting all sad and like really looking forward to like, you know, moving on, but all the bittersweetness and nostalgia. And mind you, I also intended for him to be my last kid at that point. Yeah. So I made it it as big deal in my head about how this was going to be the last time. Yeah. I went to the conference. Interestingly, I was not uncomfortable at all at the conference. I barely pumped, which was also unusual for me. It was just all these weird things really kind of happening. And then I got back and I changed my mind. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like I let him nurse again because I didn't care. I think having the break and being yeah. gone for four days was enough for me to yeah. be like, oh, that's okay. I can keep doing this. And and to be honest, we never really got back to it, right? As much as we had before. But he came up to me like for like a day. He didn't care. He kind yeah. of kids have that funny way of like they look like they forgot. Like yeah. if mom leaves, they come back and they're like they're kind of looking at your boobs. Like yeah. I know Wait, there's
1: something here. There's something about
0: this, but I don't remember what it is. And then one, he just remembered and we probably nursed for two or three more months after that. And the funny thing is I don't remember the last time we actually nursed because it happened more gradually. Same right, but you mentally yeah.
1: you mentally went through it. That's really funny. Yes,
0: I mentally went through it and then it was like a never mind, which I just think is pretty funny. I but. love it.
1: Okay, so I have to do you have a couple um shout outs to our social media comments okay. here. Um in the same this same vein of outgrowing things. Um Hanley from Instagram said that her oldest no longer needs his favorite panda bear to go to sleep at night and her oldest is 9 so this is like that lovey that they you know yeah. they they hold on to for a while and that's that's consistent with my kids too um Allegra has one but she doesn't ever need it anymore read has them in his bed, his little lovies but he doesn't really. They're not that carry essential anymore. Around. Yeah, and he actually, when we went on vacation earlier this summer, he was like, "I don't need to bring them." Um, and that is, it's like it's one of those things that tends to linger from early childhood, and so yeah. then the last seems almost more shocking because it's like, yeah, hey, you know, maybe they don't carry it around all the time anymore, but it's still part of them, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, oh, no thanks, um. We had several people talking about outgrowing um, cribs and strollers, um, which I really relate to. Again, it's that last kid thing. If something's been passed down to multiple kids, then... the the last one outgrowing it is sort of filled with all the significance of all of
0: all of them. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, and then Julie, I liked this one, Julie from Instagram on Instagram said the last time your kiddo can wear toddler clothing. She said the little girl next size up is way too teeny bopper for me. No more cute little kid clothes. And so that's one that's kind of like forced on you from the outside world. And you're like, wait, no more rompers. Um, (laughs) so I liked those. Um, anything else come to mind for you? Oh, I was going to say outgrowing mispronunciations. That's another, like the last time they say, you know how they say like Violet says opamil instead of oatmeal and like, ah, that's just a hard one. Like you never, that is one that I do feel sad about. Like I never want those to go away.
0: Yeah. I, well, and for Clara, we, a lot of our kids have hung on to those mispronunciations because we've made them part of the family. Yes,
1: we do that vernacular
0: kind of. But I remember when Clara started spelling better. Oh, yeah. And when her little stories started to make sense and they weren't just collections of letters that she used to put the most. I mean, her spelling is still not great, but she used to put the most amazing collections of letters together to make (laughs) words out of. And if you really sat there and stared at it for a while, it made sense. But like it was like cipher like it was yeah. really something else it was like cracking code and when she went to kindergarten and actually started to learn how to make real words I remember being like well
1: oh yeah I know oh, that she, is yeah that is another one I will be sad about I think I have one more kid to go who's like hasn't even started trying yeah. to put them together and you know um but that's another cute one so Okay, so the last little category before we take a break, and this is one I have to say when I asked our listeners, I had kind of forgotten that this is tied up in lasts, but that is the material things that we get rid of. And
0: yeah. so I
1: mentioned I mentioned cribs and rockers, and I'll tell my, my quick story on those, but um, there's a lot when you're cleaning out toys and strollers, and yeah. so this is like uh, material things are a real trigger, and I hadn't even – I'd kind of forgotten that, but um, – I just have this mental image of our crib, which had three of my babies uh, on the curb. And I did do a, I sold it or gave it away. I gave it away, but I, through like a Facebook group or whatever, and someone came and got it. And I just like, it was one of those where I felt all the weight and significance of it. I didn't, I didn't like cry or anything, but I was just like, my crib is on the curb. Like I felt like I should write a poem about it or something. It was just like really significant. And then our rocker, our like rocking chair glider, um, which at the time that I set up my first nursery was the, it wasn't terribly expensive, but we had all hand-me-down Ikea furniture at that point. It was the most expensive piece of furniture we'd ever bought as a newly married couple. And it lasted all three babies. It was so comfortable. And I didn't get rid of it. It's in our bedroom now. And I put laundry <laughs> on it. No one ever sits in it. We don't rock in it, but I just haven't gotten to that point. So it's one that I'm holding on to. But what things do you have come to mind for material things?
0: Um I have a couple. One is so for us like their favorite baby outfits. I did not hang on to a lot of baby outfits. I really didn't um I don't know that I cared much like I remember as a little kid looking through and seeing like the one or two outfits my mom had kept, uh-huh. but it's not like I wanted them when I was an adult. Yeah, it, it just didn't. And I'm I'm not much like certain things hold memories for me and certain things don't. And yeah. I never had attachment to my baby clothes because I didn't remember being a baby. Yep. So that was really more about my mom. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I was more attached to my books and I have a lot more of that kind of stuff from when I was a kid. Um. So anyway, I I have a few baby outfits and I couldn't figure out what to do with them. It didn't make sense to store them. I just couldn't decide what to do. So you know how I, um, I've um, i got my little system, which is always changing about yeah. how I do hand-me-downs yep. and seasonal stuff. I just keep the baby clothes in with all Aww. that stuff. So every time I do a turnover, I see it. I So love like that. twice a year, I get to see there's like a couple little baby outfits, like a onesie and then this adorable Star Wars shirt that I, for some reason, it's got R2D2 on it. And when I think about Jacob as a baby, if I want to think about all of them, but in particular, Jacob, that's the that's the shirt that yeah. comes to mind. And so I just get to kind of pull them out and go, huh, ah. and then I'm i back.
1: I really like that. I mean, anything. <laughs> yeah. I almost feel that way about like Christmas stuff. Like when you anything yeah. that you touch once a year, it brings up all the memories of the prior years. It's like, it's well, like a little time capsule yeah. you get to revisit.
0: And there are plenty of things in my, our Christmas box that I never put out, yeah. but I keep in the box yes. cuz I like to look at it. Yes. So, there's like stuff the kids made and cards and people, you know, like yeah. relatives' some um, Christmas cards. I just put it all in with the holiday stuff and so once a year I get to touch it even yeah. if I don't put it anywhere. So, it's a good strategy. Um another one and this isn't nostalgic at all really. This was more like what is when my kids moved into grown-up clothes and in particular grown-up shoes. <laughs> And I'll tell you the story about Jacob really quick. He wasn't that old. He was definitely not wearing grown up clothes yet. He was still firmly in young man clothes or big boy clothes. I think he was maybe 12 or 12 or 13. Okay. And I'm in one of those big shoe stores like shoe carnival, one of those, you know, trying to pick him out a pair of, I'm sure it was dress shoes. Those are the ones you never have until you absolutely need them. And if you run to the store and get dress shoes for the event that they'll wear them once for (laughs) And I go to, and I know he's not wearing this size, and he wasn't with me for some reason, so I didn't have him with. Um, but his last size had been, I guess, six. Okay. Which I think is where it tops out okay. for kids' shoes. I know. I'm I Allegra's
1: in these overlap sizes, and it's still yeah still confusing to me. I I, I yeah.
0: spent like, I I don't know, 25 minutes wandering up and down the boys' shoe st- section not able to find the size and I was like how do they sell out all of this size it doesn't even make sense and then I asked the sales Aww. associate who said no you're in the grown-up section now and I I was in serious <laughs> denial first of all that added like 20 bucks oh, yeah. to the pair the really size of expensive. a pair or the cost of the shoes but also I was like what do you mean he's not a grown-up like how could he be in grown-up yeah. shoes it just doesn't make sense and I like it really like that was a reckoning for me I had yeah. to like work hard to understand and he was your oldest and he was was my oldest what do you mean
1: i'm getting kicked out of the kids section i I
0: know i was like kind of irritated and then the funny thing is after that pretty quickly thereafter he started wearing adult sized t-shirts and i mean that took like two more years but and then everything just becomes way more expensive yeah it's like a totally different ball game so (laughs) four of my five kids are now well owen still is in the overlap sizes i would say but but three of them are solidly into man everything oh Men. And Owen is almost into man's shoes, but still in kids' clothes. Okay. And Claire, Aww. of course, is still in kids' everything. But that's like, that was hard. Everything looks different. You're not used to being in yeah. that section. You're not used to paying yeah. those prices. It's harder to shop online because yeah. adult clothes, you know, kids' clothes just kind of fit, like, yeah. or they don't. But you know what I mean. They're just like one size, like one one kids' size sixteen pants. Yeah. Um, is the same as any other. Right. When you get into man's pants, it's like they've got an inseam and right. a waist and a yeah and a length and it's like what it's just different too confusing it's so confusing um f- and far fewer elastic waist in uh, adult clothes right. too which if you've got a like scrawny little kid with long legs like i had right. a couple real hard to find the right pants right size in adults oh, yeah man.
1: um well i just had one that i thought of the other day and that is i have this fishy cup i know all of you out there have a fishy cup megan you have a china spoon. or the
0: yeah the, the chinese equivalent yeah. yeah
1: so yeah. somewhere in your house is a plastic serving piece that people fight over and if you don't then your kids just haven't figured this out yet but you will have a fishy cup so for me it's a pink fishy cup from a set that there's no other cups in this set we ended up with it and it's a little kid size cup and it has fish on it and they fought over it for years I mean yep just because it was the only one um and it's still, I got rid of, I gave Katie actually, Katie Addis, who comes on our show. I gave her a bunch of my Ikea small plastic cups. I, I still have some plastic plates. I like that. And then we got some bigger plastic cups, but the little kid size, like almost Dixie cup size, you know. Um, I got rid of all of them, but I didn't get rid of the fishy cup. It's still in there and nobody asks for it. Nobody. If I get it out, nobody, I'll sometimes give violet milk in it and nobody fights over it. So I don't remember the last fight over the fishy cup. I do know that I have many gray hairs on my head navigating fights over the fishy cup and then so, all of a sudden no one cares
0: <laughs> i'll tell you my story about the chinese spoon and how that all how that all uh resolved so we so this was like the scalloped spoon i'm not even sure what it like what purpose it serves i can picture
1: a scallop spoon i know i've seen like that kind of i feel fancy. like every yeah.
0: not every set of silverware but some sets of silverware come with like one scalloped Teaspoon sized spoon. Yeah.
1: I think we used ours in a sugar bowl, or I've seen That's it. That's probably in a sugar what it's for, yeah.
0: right? So we had one and the kids fought over it, especially Jacob and Isaac. It was really their thing. They fought over it all the time. Well, at one point, um, I decided to replace my silverware, but I held onto the the Chinese spoon and then added another Chinese spoon. And also, and what don't do you, you know? not know
1: why um why they call they it? They call the Chinese it, spoon? I have no idea why they call it the <laughs>
0: Chinese spoon. This is just something that they decided, they thought it looked Chinese for some reason. So we added another Chinese spoon to the collection. And then lo and behold, no one cared anymore. Oh,
1: how funny is that? Now,
0: since there were two and nothing to fight over. Yeah. They just didn't care. And now those ones hardly ever get used.
1: Well, I think there's it's it's a good thing that we don't have to navigate those fights anymore. But there's something so specific about that memory that I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I think there's an essay about the fishy cup somewhere in me. I just haven't written it yet. (laughs) <laughs> um. All right. Well, we're going to take another sponsor break and then we have more fun things to get into. So I am yeah. excited to talk about HelloFresh because I just got to try some HelloFresh recipes that were new to me last week. Um, and I'm just a big fan of how this meal kit delivery service can kind of bail you out when you need it. So HelloFresh shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Um, it's super convenient because everything comes pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits. So you know what goes with which recipe. And actually, when you get um, your week's worth of food, if you do a week, um, everything is in bagged together. So yeah, this I night's dinner is in one bag and it's really easy. The recipes are so fun to make because they've just really gotten me out of many ruts that Mm -hmm. I get in and I've also noticed that my kids are trying new things more because I haven't pre-decided what they will and won't eat. Have you ever noticed that? Like you get so good at being like oh he won't eat this or she won't eat this and I've just made HelloFresh meals and kind of see what happens. When someone else decides like the kids
0: aren't as resistant. Yeah exactly
1: so I love just knowing that there's a meal ready that I can throw together and cook. Um, They have a classic veggie and family plan Um, and we recently tried the chicken cheddar fajitas um, which again for my pickier. kids. It's really easy to deconstruct that. So Brian and I had this really yummy um, crema sauce with um, lime and cilantro, but the kids didn't want the sauce. So they had chicken and cheddar and tortillas. So it's easier on those pickier kids, um, even though Brian and I were eating kind of the gourmet meal. So I love that. Um, Also, your account's easy to manage. So you can choose your delivery date. And right now in the summer when I'm like out of town every other week, that is very convenient. You can pause when you're on vacation and it's pretty affordable. So these are delicious filling meals delivered right to your door for less than $10 per serving. And it's free shipping. Um, And if this is the alternative to, you know, unhealthy takeout or at the last minute taking everybody someplace and spending a whole bunch of money, I think that's really reasonable. So we have a great deal for you guys. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit hellofresh.com slash momhour30 and enter the code momhour30. So again, you'll save $30 off your first week visit hellofresh.com slash mom hour 30 and enter the promo code mom hour 30.
0: I love it you know I'm a fan yep um, and I want to talk about care of so care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service with effective quality ingredients but here's what's really cool about it I know for myself even though I try to eat really well I don't always eat really well and even if you do it's not always possible to get all the nutrients that you need and so like I don't know what to take. If I yeah. go to the store and look at the vitamin aisle or the supplements, I'm like, uh, what do I want? What's right for me? So what's really cool about Care of, and that's Care slash of, they have this online quiz, and they basically like ask you what is it you want to do? Do you want to boost your energy? Do you, you know, are you trying to lose weight? Like, what are these different things you want to sleep better? Uh, do you want to de-stress? I think that's one that you did, right, yeah. Sarah? Yes. So, <laughs> um, so the the quiz asks you about your health goals, your lifestyle choices, and then it uses those results to create a vitamin pack just for you. And it's really cool because the box comes with everything you need to take in a day wrapped individually. So I know I just grab one packet. Everything I need for that day is in that packet and I can just grab and go. And after they decide how to put your little packets together, you'll receive a 30-day supply with those really easy-to-go packets. So it's really cool. Try it out. You can get 25% off your first month by going to TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code THEMOMHOUR. Again, the promo code is the mom hour when you order at takecareof.com. You're going to get 25% off your first month of vitamins and supplements that are personalized just for you. I just think that's so really cool. So personalized.
1: Even the little packets have your name on them. It's
0: yeah. Like, it's really Sarah. neat. It's like, hi, this is so special. So, I'm taking care of myself. It's
1: <laughs> great. Yes. It's a great way to feel like you're taking care of yourself. And I thought the online quiz was really fun too. So, um, just a note on our amazing sponsors, guys, if you can't remember these promo codes are exactly what we talked about, always head to momhour.com in every episode comes with a show notes blog post. And that show notes blog post has All of this information. We've talked about some great sponsors today. So if you didn't jot down that promo code, just head to themomhour.com and we have it all there for you. All right. Okay. So we're moving on and we're talking about... So... We're talking about transitions. A lot of our listeners brought this up in their social media com- comments and all of these lasts are part of tra- transitions. But I guess what I'm talking about is kind of where we started at the top of the show, the big ones, like moving schools, moving homes. Um that came up with a couple of people who talked about the last time they were together in a family home where they moved. And you've moved a lot. Mm-hmm. Has that ever yeah. have you ever had a home that has felt like it was significant enough that you mourned that last that last yeah. time?
0: Mm, you know, again, in theory, yes. But in reality, when you're moving, it's yeah. like you're so <laughs> right. busy. Right. And what I found was that I I would always, the first day we all would live in the new house always uh, sneaked up on me. Or right. I didn't know because you don't know exactly how the move is going to go. You don't yeah. know unless it's like a cross-country move where everything is showing up on the same day. Right. Often we would have maybe a U-Haul and it'd be like, okay, so are we going to get everything out today or is it going to be tomorrow? Are we going to do the beds? I will say this time we were super intentional about getting all the beds in the house the first day we, so that we could sleep here the first night. And that was because the kids really wanted to get out of the old house and into this house. They were super excited about being in the new house. So in theory, again, I think mentally, I kind of thought we would have this big moment where we would all recognize the yeah. gravity yeah. of having been there all, you know, and, and it was the last time. And really, in in practicality, it didn't happen that way because we were working really, really hard to get right. everything out. And then there was one point where I ran back by myself to get like a box and the kids didn't go with me. Right. And then and it was just kind of over. Yeah. And then we were in the new house. So, yeah, it's like that thing where you think that's a, this, all this gravitas around yeah. it. Yeah. But then, like, or gravity around it. And then when you actually get into, when it actually happens, it just happens. Right. And you're busy. Yeah. So, no.
1: I agree. <laughs> I, and I, I haven't felt as, quite as emotionally attached to physical homes. I do. Yeah. I mean, you talked about the crib and the chair and the fishy cup. I definitely feel that with some objects and some toys that we are still holding on to. I didn't even get into that. Yeah. But, um less so about the homes I've lived in for various reasons. I, I have felt a little bit about that actually of places that I return to or have returned to with my kids year after year, almost more um, like places we've vacationed a few different times because it's such an awareness of how much, older they are yeah. each time and eventually And you're
0: there to make memories. It's yes, a little different than just are. living your life. Yeah. So
1: I'll tell a quick story. We just returned from Rhode Island where we go every 2 years. So it's very marked in my memory like how old everybody is because we really only go every 2 years and we do the same things every 2 years and there's a an old-fashioned carousel in the small town and it is the kind of carousel where the horses are suspended from above which I guess oh. used to be how they used to do it. Um so they kind of swing out a little bit but because of that there's a weight limit um, because they're not, they're not stable on a platform below. They're actually sort of suspended right. from above. And it's, it's from, it's like 150 years old. It's this historic thing. And we do it every single time. And I had this panic, like, oh my gosh, is Allegra going to be too big this year? And I like went online and saw the weight limit and she wasn't, but it was very clearly going to be her last summer. Cause we won't go for two years and in two years she'll be taller than I am. And, um, right. and so I, I kind of had to walk the line. I did want her to know that it would probably be her last summer but again I didn't want to like put that on her and she was a great sport about it we talked a lot about how when you you get older you also get to do things that the little kids don't get to do and stay Mm -hmm. up later and go you know she got to go on a trip with us all by herself this year and I tried to kind of emphasize that but it was still sad I mean there's just yeah there's just those um, those types of vacation places it's just so much more clear we're talking about the last that aren't clear but those it's like in your face because it's in two years we'll all be different people, you know.
0: Yeah. I, I think that there's so much to that about how those vacations are just a snippet in time. Yeah. And the clearly marked the photos from year to year to year or every other year, or whatever, clearly mark the passage of time. Whereas a house, I've always kind of get this feeling like by the time I leave a house, I've used it up.
1: Yeah. The value you know, has like, been it's, had, like the Marie done. Kondo thing, like yes. it served its purpose. It served life. its
0: purpose and it's done. And yeah. honestly, by the second or third day of the move, I want to burn the whole thing down. Yeah. So <laughs> I have no nostalgia left. And the, right. I had that feeling about this. It was kind of funny. I overlapped our last move very purposely um, we had like 20 days to get out of the old house and into the new house. And we worked really hard for like the first week. Yeah. And we got everything into this house that we wanted and needed and we were living here and it was great. And then I still had that house to deal with and I hated it. Yeah. Like that house and I did not go out on good terms. Yeah. And it's not the house's fault. No, It's just that we lived in it for five years and like things get collected in different rooms and like it was dirty and it needed like it needed a lot of help.
1: Well, and lasts come, they go hand in hand with firsts. And a lot of these transitions are very exciting, happy firsts. Like I love new starts. And I think a lot of people relate to that. So it is hard to feel sad when I wanted the other side. I wanted
0: to focus on the new start, not on the old baggage. Yeah. Well,
1: let me bring up two other transitions that came up a lot with our listeners. And they're kind of two ends of the age spectrum of motherhood. So one is adding a new adding a second baby. So multiple people Mm. talked about that feeling of wistfulness, whatever we're going to call it, um, ennui. Can I use that word? Is that even yeah. correct? I,
0: I think ennui is boredom.
1: Oh, I always think of it as like sadness. I think you're right. Shoot, I'm wrong. You're Maybe not. No, no, I think you're right. I, I think- used a
0: word incorrectly a few minutes ago, so <laughs> I will forgive it.
1: We're not perfect. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say is that that sadness of knowing that you're a family of three, meaning mom, dad, baby, if that's the makeup of your family Uh, before bringing home a second baby. I don't actually remember feeling too wistful about that, but uh, multiple people brought it up. And that change that's coming when you're adding a new baby is a big one. And there are last days as an only child. I remember, maybe I remember that a little bit of when I was having my third, I remember thinking that Reed was such a baby. He was two and a half. He wasn't a little baby, but feeling like it was sort of the end of him being the baby yeah. um, more than I remember going from one to two. So I don't know if you ever felt that way.
0: Uh, yes. I have a very distinct memory of walking through like a Michaels with Jacob. Okay, And he was, you know, 20 months old or yeah. right before I had um, Isaac and just thinking this like he's my little buddy Yeah, and it will never be like this again. And yeah. uh, while pregnant, we also went, he and I went on a train trip Oh yeah, that was supposed to be an eight hour train trip and we hit a truck or something. I got stuck on the tracks for like six or eight hours. It was ridiculous. But I do remember feeling like I'll never travel the same way with this little guy again. Yeah. Like this Our relationship is going to change. And it did. And that, you know, that that was more bittersweet and yeah. more melancholy, I think, for me than many, yeah. many other um, transitions have been because... It was something that I was, you know what it was? It was like, I felt like I was losing it before it's time. Like yes. it wasn't like he, he wasn't, he wasn't ready. Into an, it wasn't like the yeah. ones we
1: talked about at the beginning where the kid yeah. is initiated. Nothing the cool
0: was happening to him. It was not like he was, <laughs> he wasn't learning something new and leaving something behind. He was sort of having this thing happening and it's a positive thing. It's a yeah. fantastic thing. And it's not like, like you said in another episode, it's not like you're making you're it's something you're doing to your kid, Yeah, but it did change our relationship. Yeah. Um, And I don't know that either of us was, like, like really ready for it until it happened. And the funny thing is, once Isaac was born, it was not a thing. Right. It didn't bother me. I don't... I mean, he adjusted pretty well, even though there was definitely some acting out and stuff. This happens. It was... Was fine, yeah. But there, I had moments, yeah. And he was my first, and all that too. Well,
1: I with my last with Violet, I definitely was aware at the end of this school year because you talked about him being your little buddy, and she for sure is my little buddy because she is like in your face at all times. She doesn't play independently, and so we do a lot of errands together. We run around town, and I just I definitely had a last where it was like the last. Tuesday of the school year where she where we were at the grocery store. And that's what we did every Tuesday. And I was like, well, I don't have to take a preschooler to the grocery store anymore next year. And again, I didn't sit there and cry about it, but I was very aware of it. And having that little sidekick, whether it's your first or your last, and that is something that school school can change that or siblings can change that or going back to work can change that whatever. But those transitions are Yeah, there is a last day. And so it it comes with the feels. The other one I wanted to mention that um, we had several Facebook comments, Um, Renee, Melissa, several others talked about kids going to college. And I was, that was a little surprising just because I think or we hear a lot from listeners who have younger kids, but um, that is another, I mean, that's a big transition and um, you know, and they're totally
0: out of your house too, which is so strange. And Melissa
1: said, my kids are all graduated as of this year. So it was her last day of packing lunches and the last end of school awards ceremony. So again, with the last babies, all these things that you've done for multiple years, it's all of a sudden like, it's like a last, last, you know, it's like yeah the last last yeah,
0: yeah. and I, I think about the school thing um, I remember having a very similar feeling when Clara was getting good to be going into kindergarten. Yeah. Like, wow, this is like the, I remember taking her to the park on one of the last days when the boys were all in school yeah. and it was just her and me and thinking like, we won't do this anymore. And the funny thing is we really, and then I thought, well, we still could, but we kind of didn't. I yeah. mean, she was getting older after school. She had other things going on yeah. and we didn't just take off. Just she and I to the park yeah. as much. If, if ever again, I really don't remember yeah. if we did or not. Um, But here's the funny thing. When she started school, I realized two things. a, I was not as sad and and wistful about her not being around during the day as I thought it would be because she was still around plenty. And when she was, she was still my sidekick. Like that didn't change. In fact, if nothing else, she was more needy when she would get home. (laughs) She would all the things she had to say all day would come out all at once. Yeah. And I was so much less productive than I thought I would be. I remember that. I mean, we were
1: working together when this happened because it was four or five years ago.
0: And I imagine I'll be the same way when the last kid leaves the house. Like I'll think, oh, I'm going to have all this time. And really, I just sat there and stared at a wall for like four months. I took a lot of naps. I could not figure out how to multi, I wasn't multitasking anymore. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yes, that is,
1: that is so true. Have you ever kind of felt that twinge of guilt? Like, oh my gosh, it's over. And I don't know if I did it right. Or like, oh, I, I don't know if I,
0: and now there's no it. going back. And now there's no yeah. going
1: back. That is a really natural feeling. I don't think either you or I are real, like, we're not dwellers in that way. But I've definitely yeah. had that feeling, even just at the end of the summer, when the kids, I'm so excited for the kids to go back to school. Yeah. And I'm not usually someone who mourns that. But then all of a sudden they do. And I think, oh, my gosh, did I? Yeah. D- was that a summer? Like, did, did, was it fun? Like, did I do all the things? And I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny about that. I was earlier, we were trying to remember what we both had a blog post in mind or an essay that we both wrote. And we were trying to remember what which that we felt like related to this topic. Yeah. And I finally remember what I think mine was. It was about how how much I've forgotten. Yes. It wasn't I know that about one. remembering can the last that one. Yeah. It was about not remembering yes. and and maybe not feeling that I gave these moments appropriate yes. weight when they were happening, but yes. then what a fallacy that is! Because you can't you can't go around hyper noticing every single moment of the day. That is not right. life. That's not like, how. It and works. it would be weird. Yeah, <laughs> and it and it actually would make you not that present because if you were working really hard to notice every single thing, yes. you wouldn't. You know, it's like trying to work hard to take pictures of everything. I like, was just
1: going to say that about Instagram because I often think, well, I want to capture this moment in some way, but I actually don't. I I post on Instagram less when the big things are happening. Because I can't, my brain can't do both. I might think about it later yeah. and say something, but yeah, you can't be in the moment and then notice the moment. I mean, I guess right. mindfulness yeah. experts might disagree, but you guys know what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I, I agree. Oh, that is a great essay of yours and we can link that one up. It's called, you might not remember all of this and that's okay or something so, yeah, like that. Yeah, something like I that. I did find, I have an essay called the last first birthday about, and I, that was like when I was hyper-focused on. The last stuff was really in violence yeah. first year. Um, and I'll link that up as well. Um, so I don't know. We can kind of start to wrap up. I, I thought there was some great listener comments from kind of moms with a little more perspective, shall we say. So I okay. wanted to read one from our friend Jennifer Fink, um, who I know you know, right, blogger? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, and so she said, you know what's been nice for me? We so gradually worked our way up to things that the last didn't really stand out. The last nursing, for instance, I nursed all my guys a couple of years and it was so gradual. I didn't realize it till after. So there was no big last moment. She said, even my oldest son, who's now 20 and living independently in another state, the steps to him leaving were gradual enough that it felt right and normal. And I just thought that was really nice perspective from a mom of young adults. And you would probably agree, Megan, that. We've talked about the ones that we notice, but there's so many that are gradual, and just like the kid it just who, happen, yeah, just yeah. like the kid who doesn't want you to tuck them in, but then in a week or two, they do, and it it ebbs and flows to where you don't it would be too painful if everything like had yes, a last I know? agree
0: if every if, and kind of like what we we're just talking about, if everything had to be so marked and you had to notice everything so hard i yeah. I feel like I would just be a train wreck all the time like (laughs) I wouldn't be able to get through the day because I would just be wondering like is this it is this the last time this happens or the last time that happens it's very when you think of things in that kind of term everything becomes almost too heavy Well, there's too much weight
1: I think that brings up a really good point for our brand new mom listeners is there are a lot of transitions in the first year and it can feel like there. if you are someone who like tends more melancholy or tends sentimental it can feel like there are a lot of lasts Um, they outgrow a onesie in like two weeks and you think oh my gosh like we didn't even wear the thing and right you know they're they're everything changes you go back to work and like the they're, they're now they're you know eating solid foods and it can feel like this sort of roller coaster but that does not yes. last forever that um it doesn't. the intensity of the speed I think things do I mean it still feels like things are moving fast I think we would all agree but yeah. um it's and so I remember that first year, and I don't. And it, I remember
0: feeling that and staring at my newborn and, and trying to imprint their little faces yes. on my on my brain. And now I still need a picture to remind me what my newborns looked like. Do you ever try because, and do you know, that without a
1: picture? Like think of what they looked like? I can't really. Like I, 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 I have yeah. a very hard time. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's. I mean, it's, a little bit. Like there's just this vague, fuzzy yeah. head, and like they all have very like Clara had these huge eyes. I remember that, but like I couldn't. You know. Yeah. No.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, so if that's you and you're feeling like things are just like, it's a runaway train of things ending, um, just take heart that first of all, many good things are to come. So there's lots of really fun firsts, but also I do feel like the last slow down in frequency. They do. They really
0: do. Um,
1: yeah. So I don't know any closing thoughts. Well, first
0: of all, I want to tell you, I looked up on we in the dictionary. Uh huh. Okay. Here's what it, here's what it means. (laughs) You weren't all wrong, but you were wrong by the cause. Okay. So the so the dictionary defines ennui as a feeling of utter weariness and discontent resulting from satiety or lack of interest and in boredom. Okay. So it is kind of like being bored, but more dramatic, right. dramatically bored.
1: Yeah, and it has nothing to do with nostalgia. Like I was no. trying to make it fit in this other kind of sadness, but it does. No, you were. It does you were have wrong. A Melancholy, like a <laughs> yeah, a low you were, grade depression you were, due to boredom. <laughs> yeah,
0: you were right about the like you were right about the feeling kind or like the level of feeling, but not the reason. Yeah. So.
1: All right, good. I learned a new word. This is, yeah. this is all. The more <laughs> you know. Was, yep.
0: Uh, any <laughs>
1: other larger points we want to make?
0: About oh, that? we have to make a larger point?
1: No, we don't have to. No, it's I kind of feel
0: like we just did. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, it's it's like... These things happen whether we try to notice them or not. I think it's just kind of the point. Like they're going to happen. And no matter what way you remember or don't remember, there's probably I'm guessing everyone has a mix Mm -hmm. of things that they clearly stand out and things that they just lost along the way. And there's no I think we're so hyper focused on documenting everything nowadays that it's seen as somehow like sinful to like not have some record of yeah. everything and even if you had a record of everything you would never have time in your life to go back and look at it all yeah. it's just not life just keeps moving forward so. and th-
1: there is a record in something it'll be a right. picture you come across in 15 years and you notice the onesie that they're wearing or it'll right. be you know it doesn't have to look like a journal or you yeah know, the baby yeah. book or whatever yeah I like that Good wrap up. Um, So, as we do at the end of every show, now we're going to invite you to cue it up with another episode of the Mom Hour from the archives. And Megan, it's your birthday week, so I made you choose. First of all, happy birthday, Megan, on Friday. Thank you.
0: I'm now officially in my 40s, um, or going to be in my 40s, which sounds well. You mean after the 40? You've had the big. I've been 40, but I didn't feel like 40 was in my 40s. (laughs) Okay. I was just whatever 40. you want to tell yourself. That's the end of the thirties. You know what I mean? Like, like 10 is the end of the first okay. decade. Right. right. So okay. I didn't consider myself in my thirties or in my forties. I was just like in this middle you were, year. Okay. I was bridging two worlds. Um. Anyway, 41 sounds boring, but that's okay. Uh. So the episode that I wanted to queue up is called we hate fun. And I like this one because if people are new to the show and I feel like we're getting a lot of new listeners lately. um, This one just so perfectly sums up our approach to things like like our personalities yes. and how we've approached things like playing with our kids on the floor and trying to do imaginative play yeah. or like going to parades. I mean I feel like we ranted about parades. We did.
1: We actually recorded it on the 4th of July early early in our in 2015 but then right. we re-released it last year with a new intro. So we'll yep. send you guys to the re-release. Um, but it is from very early, the original, yeah. and we. I think what was funny about that one, well, two things. One, we got more feedback after that episode. We had a tiny little audience at the time, yeah, but people didn't. came out of the woodwork to come talk to us about how they also hate fun. Um, but also, I think we just were finding our groove. Like, just yes. we, it was funny. We laughed. Um, well, and I
0: think we were still getting to know each other yes. a lot. Yeah, like, in, I, didn't, in I don't this way. think yeah. it would have occurred to me that you wouldn't like parades until I said I didn't like parades. Yeah. And then we found out we neither one of us liked. now we know everything like about that. each other. No, we, yeah, still do. we
1: occasionally <laughs> discover things. Yeah. Um,
0: so that's episode 109. Okay. And the, the more recent version was from July of 2017. So if you just look for episode 109 or go yeah. to the show notes link, yeah. you'll find it.
1: Awesome. I love that choice. Okay. So we will be back with you guys soon. And um, everything we mentioned today will be at themomhour.com. This was episode 166. So you can find all of our great sponsors and everything else we talked about at themomhour.com. Just look for episode 166.
0: Thanks, guys.